Welcome, people, to the first episode on the Gist Avenue with Sea Breeze. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this um, journey that I am embarking on. Oh gosh, it's whew, such a really amazing moment for me because <laughs> when I tell you that it's taken me so much courage <laughs> to finally do this, you know, um, there was so much doubt, so much fear, contemplation, like, oh God, like, can I really do this? Can I really do this? But nah, I had to grab the bull by its horn. Like, you know what? I am not playing with you today. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm doing it and I'm excited. So please, let's get into today's topic. Huh. As you can see, that um, the topic for my first, first episode is passion and purpose. Uh, disclaimer, okay? I am not here to preach. I am not here to deliver a sermon. Neither is my goal to be a moral judge or a motivational speaker. You know those motivational speakers that make you think, like you'll be thinking like for days, like, yo, <laughs> I don't want, I'm not here to put anybody down or whatever. I just want to share my personal, my thoughts, ideas, experiences, and if in any way you're in agreement with me, then <laughs> amazing. <laughs> give me a chop, let's chop knuckle. Let us give ourselves a glass bowl. I am I'm happy if you are in agreement with me. And if you are not in agreement with me or you do not um you know see my point of view or you know you don't understand it, then that's also okay because you live in a really big world whereby we can't all think alike. We can't all have the same experiences or realities. So um, whichever spectrum you're on, <laughs> it's great because the goal of this podcast is to share different ideas, is to share different perspectives, and that is what I am looking forward to. So before I dive in into the topic of today, um, let me give my let me give a quick background about myself. So, um, my name is Mutwefa Lucy. Um, I am Nigerian. <laughs> I'm a true Nigerian girl, a Yoruba girl. <laughs> you know, um, I'm Nigerian American, but I don't know. I, I, anytime I say that, I feel kind of weird because I'm like, uh, what does that really mean? But it kind of does make sense. Um, I moved to the states when I was two years old. Um, lived here for a couple years before my parents well most especially my mother shipped me back to nigeria um for parts of my elementary school and all of my secondary school so uh secondary school is high school like sin, um junior and senior high so um yeah i was i was taken back like it was just supposed to be a holiday <laughs> but i ended up being there for nine years like boom <laughs> so yeah but um looking back at it that was one of the best decisions that my parents could have made for me because nigeria definitely has a very big impact in who i am today you know when i lived out there because i grew up with my family i grew up with my grandparents my uncles my aunties um i went to a really great school, met amazing friends, you know, friends that I still have today, like one of my best friends. Um, it was an amazing time there. Um, after I graduated high school, I came back here in 2010 and um, started uni, started university and uh, studied criminal justice uh, for my undergrad. And I graduated in 2014. And yeah, that's kind of like a quick 
um, background on like probably like education or whatever, I'm pretty sure like as time goes on, there's going to be so many more um, things that I will be shedding light on in my life. But right now, I just want to give like a quick, just a quick, you know, background about myself. So yeah, after I graduated college um, in 2014, the goal for me was to go to law school. So um, I started studying, studying for my LSAT, um, that's the law school admission test, and I had also taken like internships with um, law firms and just a shadow under a lawyer to just have like a, an idea of what exactly I was trying to get myself into. And uh, I also was very determined that, okay, I'm going to law school because my older brother is also a lawyer. So I was like, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm about to be a lawyer too, you know, going to be a family business kind of thing. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But honestly, um, that was just like my mindset then. And thinking back uh, on that, I wondered like, why did I, you know, have that much of a rigidity when it came to what I felt as though I wanted to do after undergrad. And I kind of like take it back to secondary school, to high school. Um, if you are Nigerian, <laughs> I don't know about other African countries, but when you are, you are, you are Nigerian, there's this certain, um, mm, there's this certain expectation of you. <laughs> it's either you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, or you want to be an accountant, or let's say an engineer. If your, your goal and your, um, your achievements or what you you are trying to attain in life is not around those things it's like what are you doing what are you really trying to do like forget forget where are you (laughs) i think your child wants to walk at mcdonald's (laughs) your child wants to walk in mcdonald's like really so it's like if you're not aiming for those those um high those top professional things it's like what are you really trying to do so i think when it came to me um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do after undergrad, that was like the most, you know, um, important thing that I was, uh, the most annoying thing that I was struggling with. I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this, but because I've always wanted to do it, because I've always said that's what I was going to do, it just made me a little bit like, oh, you know, stuck. It made me stuck. But in, in these past five years, um, it's been, it's been kind of a struggle trying to figure out what I wanted to do, but even, um, um, amidst, in the midst of trying to figure that out, I knew that, yo, you can't spend, you know, the whole year trying to figure out what you want to do. You have to do something right now because you live in America and what <laughs> you got to pay some bills. You got to, you know, you want to live baby girl life. You have to start making some baby girl money <laughs> one way or the other. You have to make some sort of revenue while you're still, you know, in the process of trying to figure out what you want to do. So because of that, I just, you know, I just started working. Um, I got into like more of like, the, I would say like the health field, um, even though it was totally out of what I did back in undergrad, but you know how it is sometimes when you just graduate, you know, they're looking for five years experience. You that you just graduated, they're looking for 10 years experience. Like how now? How, how, uh-uh, how are we going to do this 10 years experience? You're not even going to give me an opportunity. But honestly, that was kind of like what made me just, you know, I'm like, I need to, 
I need to pay bills. I need to, you know, start paying back these student loans, you know, start taking care of certain, um, certain things for myself. So, um, so one thing I've also realized in the, these past five years is that the older you get, the more you get this question, um, what are you passionate about? You know, what are your passions? What do you love to do? What brings you joy? And every time I get that question, I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I always find it so difficult to answer because I'm clueless. I'm like, you know what? There's so many things that I believe that I am um, talented in or so many things that I feel as though I have a gift in. But I look at that and I'm like, um, I... <laughs> I won't really consider these things passion, no, because in fact, I don't even know what 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 is passion. What is obviously you know the definition of it, but to, to me, I felt like it it was something deeper that I had to figure out. So it was kind of like a question that I constantly pondered on, like what what are my passions or what is my passion? What do I want to do in life? What do I want to um, get myself into um, after school? Like I, I just can't work forever in a field that is not like mine. Like I want to dive into something that I know I would love, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, that idea. So every time I, I thought about the things that I, that I, I believe I'm good at, you know, um, I can do hair, I can cook, um, makeup, I'm, you know, fairly good in that, um, with more practice, I could be, you know, better, um, I love writing, I love cleaning, like, there's so many things that I believe that I love doing, but then I look, I'm like, uh, well, passion, I'm not, I'm not, I don't see, I don't see any passion in it, like, I don't see these things bringing me any type of joy or fulfillment, I mean, I can do it, but I can do them, I'm good at them, but do I really feel a sense of fulfillment from them? No, the answer was no. So um, I just, the past five years has just been, let me say the the first three years were just like super, um, I won't say difficult, but they were were eye-opening moments for me to actually just like put into word what exactly that I felt as though my passion was. I have never been as eager um, ever like I have been these past two years um, just trying to really um, (sighs) trying to figure out what it is that I am on this earth to do, quite frankly, because I was going through a very um, hmm, a low moment in life because I felt like, yo, Things are happening around me, you know. Things are happening. Like, what? What do you? What are you doing? We're like, what? What is your like? Ah, why is it so hard for you to figure this thing out? But one thing I had to tell myself, I'm like, you see, everybody's timing is different. Some people they've figured out what they've, you know, what they wanted to become since they were like kids. They always knew it, and they went for it. While some people, it's going to take them forever to figure it out. Some people, it's going to take them until probably they're 50 or they're 60 before they figure out what exactly it is that they um, are passionate about or what they want to do in life. So um, I felt like I needed to be a little bit more easy on myself to um, actually get um, the full knowledge of what it is that I was trying to gain. And that was the 
you know, that light bulb of, yeah, this is what you, this is what you love to do. Go for it. So early 2018, I would say probably around January or February, um, that was a very pivotal moment for me because, um, there was this day, uh, my mom, she, she's a caterer. She caters amazing cook. You know, I learned some of my skills from her, you know, a little bit here and there from her. Um, she just got back from work and she looks super tired. You know, the type of tired that, you know, just immediately you enter, go upstairs, take a shower and just zoom off, just go off, go to La La Land. She looked really knackered, but, um, once I was in the kitchen, then she came to the kitchen and she got to the kitchen and started bringing out pots and pans. She brought out, um, the chopping board and started chopping, chopping, you know, chopping onions, you know, putting water on fire. I was just looking at her. I was like, yo, do you rest at all? Like, do you not care to like, just take a quick chill pill right now? And for some reason, I looked at her and there was this joy that I kind of like saw in her face. And I couldn't explain it because I'm like, for someone who was just coming from work and looking so, you know, tired to literally humming, you know, some songs, dancing around the kitchen, chopping onions, you know, putting oil in the frying pan. I was like, yo, this is passion. That is a passion right there. That's passion. That is love right there. And that's when I had my aha moment. Like, Dupe, be realistic with yourself. You love talking. As vague as that might sound, as um, as uh, basic as that might sound, that was what it was for me. I love talking. I love conversations. No matter what capacity or um, shape or form the conversation is. So far, it's a conversation... I love it. And to me, I felt like what really held me back from realizing that was because I felt as though when I had that aha moment, that passion was supposed to be some sort of glamour, like a glamorous thing, you know, but it, it hit me that no, it's not about the glamour. It's not about how lit it might be. It's about how much you love it. It's about how much self-fulfillment you derive from it when you do it. And I kid you not, when I am in that space of talking, when I'm in the space of conversation with whoever it may be, what about whatever conversation it might be about, sorry if I've been stuttering, I'm sorry, um, but whatever conversation it might be about, I enjoy it. Then I started having flashbacks like, yo, I've loved talking since when I was a kid. Trust me, that was one of the reasons my mother sent me back home because all my unsolicited opinions on certain things were like, nah, you wild in a little child. You are wild. You don't let me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't let me say what I have to say. But no, like I started having these like moments where I was thinking about all the times whereby I just enjoyed a conversation or I just loved being in the midst of people who were having you know conversations about whatever it might have been about you know um I said I grew up back home with my family like those times when my grandparents and my uncles and aunties are all gathered up and are just like 
talking about whatever they were talking about. I just love to listen. I love to listen. Obviously, I could not, you know, contribute because I, I was a small child now. You want to be talking while I'm talking? You want to be putting your mouth in grown people's business? Like, who are you? <laughs> but no, really, like, I've always enjoyed that space. Even um, secondary school, like, shout out to Siba girls. Shout out to my Siba girls. <laughs> 2009, 2010 set. Honestly, I think we were the best set, you know, argue with the wall, whatever you want to argue with. That was the best set in SIBA, period. But no, really, my classmates, well, some of my classmates, we loved talking. We loved gist. We loved conversation. And it's always during exam period. That's when we know that gist is itching us. That's when we know that <laughs> there's some sort of conversation we want to have. And I loved it. I won't lie. All those books we were studying, trust me, I mean, you know, it was all good and stuff. But I loved just having, you know, conversations with my friends, just just with my friends, just like, you know, talking about our future. However, um, the, the conversation came, I was so interested in it, you know, and even in the five years, in the past five years, like my friends that I have now, like once we're talking and we're, you know, just having like, you know, personal one-on-one moments, like it's always just so fun for me. And I've had my friends kind of tell me like, yo, well, you know, you, you, you give good advice sometimes, you know, I, I'm like, just, just give me, give me the credits now. Just give me the credit. Don't take that credit from me. But honestly, I, I just never realized how much I suppressed that. I suppressed it. And I feel like one of the reasons why I suppressed it a lot was because I was trying to figure out a bigger, a bigger, um, uh, oh, how will I put it? I was trying to figure out a bigger, a bigger idea of what I was going to do career wise. That was going to bring in money, better money that, than what I have been making. So I wanted to attach my passion with money, but when I figured out what that passion was, I didn't think about the money. Like, I'm like, see, not that money is not important because it is very important. And if you plan on making your passion something that you're going to fully, you know, um, um, devote your time to, trust me, one way or the other, you're going to need to find a way to make revenue from it, which I totally understand. But to me, I felt like once I figured out that passion, once it hit me, once that light bulb like went off, I was like, yo, I didn't think about the money. I thought about the love. I thought about the, um, the feel good moment that I get when I am talking or when I'm just in that space of conversation. So, um, as I said, I feel like one thing that held me back for so long from actually, um, accepting what my passion was, was the fact that I'm like, ah, Passion, passion, but ah, is it going to bring money? I need to pay this. I need to pay this bill. I need to do all those things. But those, I felt like, um, looking back at it now, like it's kind of like separate. It's separate. You can chase, you can chase a career and also chase your, your passion and chase your dreams. You can do that. And even while you're chasing your career, everything that you've gathered, um, everything that you're gathering, you can use, you can use it to foot your passion. You can use it to foot your, um, what you feel as though it brings you joy and fulfillment. So yeah, um, it was really a very pivotal moment for me when I figured out what my passion was. 
So after figuring out my passion, I had to um, see where my purpose lied in the midst of it. Um, A lot of times we just love to do stuff, but we don't know what we're going to do with it. To me, I feel like passion is what you love, but your purpose is how you're using what you love to affect your generation. And this, um, what I just said right now reminds me of one of, uh, it reminds me of the confession that we used to say back in, um, high school, in my school, I went to a Christian school and we always used to say this, um, confession. And one of the lines in that confession was, um, may I die empty and use all my talents to affect my generation. And to me, I felt like, what is the purpose of this you know, talent that you have if it's not benefiting someone else? What is the, um, the essence of it if people around you cannot benefit from you know, what you love doing? You know, to me, I feel like your passion has to be attached to a purpose and your purpose should be, should be deeply rooted in being impactful in the world, being impactful in other people's lives. Because to me, I don't, I can't speak for anybody else, but to me, I felt like that, that is the joy that I would derive from it when I am talking and having conversations and I'm putting a smile on someone's face or I'm wiping a tear off of someone's face or somebody's understanding me. And they're like, yo, like that actually makes sense. Like it's just sharing my knowledge and letting people know that, yo, I I thought I was the only one going through this, but here's someone else but here is someone else who's also giving their own um, experience. So um, to me, I felt like your your purpose is very important. Your purpose is extremely important. Like if you are eager to know what your purpose is in life, you have to figure out your passion. Once you figure out your passion, no matter the capacity it is, your passion does not have to be grand. It does not have to be like you know, creating, building robots and I don't know. I don't know what some big ass things people do. It doesn't have to be that. Your passion just has to be something you love, something that you are, you feel ignited by. That's all it is. And trust me, for you to feel that way about something, there's no way you're not going to impact someone else. Even if it's just one person you impact, that one person you're going to impact will impact someone else through what they've learned through you. You get what I'm trying to say? So I feel like for me, my purpose was surrounded around people, was surrounded in the idea that I can't wait to put a smile on someone's face. And even more than just um, me um, finally realizing that, yes, I love to talk. I love conversations. I want to make, I want to make it, I want to start a change through um, sharing my knowledge, sharing experiences, bringing people on my platform to share their knowledge and experiences. I felt like one other thing that I um, also realized was deeper than just the talking, I also wanted to help people in, um, help people with men- with mental health issues, with emotional health issues. And I remember like about, um, it should be about six probably like four months ago, I, t- I called one of my best friends. I was like, yo, I think I figured out what I want to go back to school for. This is something that I, I had been struggling with for five years, five years. And it was until about four months ago that I realized it. I was like, I, I, my friend was like, oh, what, what is it? Shout out to um, Victoria. 
I was like, she was like, what is it? What do you want to go back for? And I was like, I want, I want to go back to get my uh, master's in psychology. And as I said, I thought back about it again when I was in college, when I was an undergrad, I loved psychology. Like I was so intrigued by it. Like it was something that really like, you know, caught my attention. Then this year when I realized I was like, you know what? Me living in Nigeria then gives me this kind of, um, it gives me this attachment to, um, it gives me this attachment to my country. And I feel like in a way, if you've not lived in a space, if you've not experienced certain things in a space, you would not understand the deep, um, rooted issues with that space. So for me, I feel like back home, if you're Nigerian or if you're African, but as, as I've said, I'm always going to talk about Nigeria because that's what I'm familiar with. Mental health issues are not things that they talk about. Everything is, the devil is attacking you. Uh, have you eaten? Yeah, maybe you've not taken enough sleep. Maybe you've not had enough sleep. You want to take a, a, a nap. When you wake up, you'll be fine. It, it's like they never take mental health issues seriously. And people are out there suffering. People are out there, you know, having um, emotional breakdowns. They're having mental breakdowns. They are having anxiety attacks. But <laughs> what, what is anxiety attack? The devil has come. <laughs> the devil has come and he's trying to attack you. He's trying to, you know, hit you hard. But nah, sometimes some people just need therapy. And the thing is, there are not enough resources back home for that. And that, uh, that, that hurts my heart. And that's one reason why I was like, you know what? I want to go back to get my master's in psychology. I want to be a therapist. I want to be a counselor. I want to be able to use that, um, I want to um, platform to impact the world, to impact it in the little way that I can. So yes, when it comes to your passion, when it comes to your purpose, make sure they are surrounded around helping people. Make sure they're surrounded around um, being uh, being a source of light and joy to other people. You know, if you are in a place in your life whereby you're you're struggling to figure out what it is that um, brings you joy, um, what it is that, um, makes you happy and just ignites your heart, then you need to kind of like, just go back to the basics. Sometimes it's not always a grand answer. It's not always like this big, um, revelation. Sometimes it's always the small things. It's always the small things that you probably like to do. That is your passion. But because it's, it's not on the um, level of what what other people are doing, then you kind of like, you know, overlook it. Don't do that. Do not do that. If that's what you're doing, you should not do that. You know, um, be proud of what you love doing. Everybody has their own time. Everybody has their own season. Everybody should be on their own lane. You know, the sky is wide enough for everybody to do whatever it is that they love. And if... Even if the market is saturated with what you believe your passion is, do it anyways. Do it anyways because that's your own, that's your truth. That's your idea. That's your thought process. That is you. And one way or the other, when your passion is positive, 
when it brings light, when it brings joy, there's no way you're not going to impact somebody one way or the other. You know, the sky is the limit for you. So um, that concludes the end of this uh, podcast. I am so excited that I've gotten through um, gotten through my first episode. Uh, I know I said I'm not trying to preach, but I feel like there's no way I could have danced around not preaching, yo. Like, I mean, the topic itself sounds like a whole Bible scripture. Passion and purpose. <laughs> but no, I'm really happy that um, I that I've embarked on this. And to people listening, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you tune in next week for another episode on the Just Avenue with Sea Breeze. Um, until next time. Can't wait to catch you guys next week. Bye.